12th chapter of Genesis. And while we're going there, we had our quarterly meeting last night. Uh, I have some uh, CDs here to give out to those who weren't here. Kind of keep them abreast with our accomplishments as a team here at House of Destiny. Church, I want you to know that sadness and despair is the product that fertilizes disease. So where there is sadness and where there is despair, it's not going to be long before disease takes in. Now disease comes in many different ways, from the physical to the soulful to the spiritual. But disease is for one purpose, and that is to destroy that which is healthy. That's what disease does. How many of y'all know that sin is a disease? And the thief uses it to kill, steal, and destroy. The Word of God this morning speaks about the blessings of Abraham, our father. And being that Abraham, he's our father in faith. And being that Abraham is the father of our faith, and we are seeds of Abraham, what Abraham received was passed on to us. But before that could take place for Abraham, and before it could be passed on, certain things had to take place. The first thing that had to take place is that Abraham had to hear God. And the next thing after Abraham heard God, Abraham had to obey God. Somewhere in between hearing God and obeying God, we get a little lost sometimes, don't we? Amen. And because of that, what happens is, is sin hits us. Sin brings forth that fertilizer called sadness and despair. And if God, I say if God, was the kind of God that wouldn't come back around and pick us up again, we'd be in most trouble, would we not? Amen. Amen. But God is a merciful God, and the Bible says he is often returning. I want to talk to you this morning about Abraham and our relationship with him. The Bible says in Genesis 12, verse 1, 
verse 1, that now, now, the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country. Now he's hearing from God now. And from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Notice, he said, now, Abraham, I want you to do this. He didn't say, I want you to do this later. He said, now, the Lord had said unto Abraham. I'm in the book of Genesis, the 12th chapter, verse 1. Now, Abram means father of height. And we're going to deal with the call of Abraham because God says that he was going to make him a great nation and give him a great name. And through him, all the families of the earth will be blessed. That's the word. Now, Abram, before we can get to Abraham, we got to deal with Abram because a shift took place. Abram meaning father of heights. Now, Abraham was an astrologer. He studied the stars. Abraham was a heathen. He didn't know God. He was a heathen. But there's something about God. The Bible says that the gospel was preached back then to Abraham. So even then God was telling man how we would all come into this family together unified as one through Jesus. So we see here Abraham, or Abram, the father of heights. And he's studying the star, meaning that he's reaching for something higher, right? Now, the Bible says in Acts 17, verse, I believe, 27, that if they would seek after me and feel after me, they might find me because I'm never far away. Abram was seeking for something in them stars. Now, God says, if they just would seek after me, and if they would just feel after me, that they might find me because I'm never far away. He said, because... In him we live and we move and we have our being. And we're offsprings of God. So through seeking and through searching, the Bible says that if you seek, you shall find. And if you ask, it shall be given. And if you knock, the door shall be opened. So Abram was seeking through the stars for something higher than what he had on the earth. And because he was seeking, God poetically comes on the scene to him and speaks a word to him. 
See, see, God didn't judge him because of what he was seeking for. Because God saw beyond that to see who Abraham was seeking for. So God said, okay, if you're seeking for me and if you're feeling after me, okay, you might find me. Because I'm never far away. So I don't know how long Abram was dealing with them stars. But in due season, in due time, God came to Abraham and he spoke a word to Abraham. And God said, Abram, this is what I want you to do. I want you to get thee out of thy country. And I want you to get away from your kindred, those that are familiar with you. And I want you to get out of your father's house and I want you to go into the land where I will show thee. Mm -hmm. So Abraham, Abram at that time, the father of heights, he's searching. He hears God and he's obedient to the call. Now, let's break this down. Abram, father of heights. He goes a little ways in God, and he satisfied God, and God does something. God changes Abraham's name. He changes his name from Abram to Abraham. He takes the M at the end of Abram and puts it on the end of Abraham. But in the middle, where the M was on Abram, he puts an H and an A. Why? He just didn't do it for nothing now. Now Abraham doesn't reach another level in God, right? Where God can show him the real deal. Say, thank God for H-O-D. You ought to. You ought to. If you really want to know what God is saying in his word and the revelation, you ought to give God some praise this morning. Or go down to the next church and see what you're getting there. Because God is going to show you what he's doing and how he's doing it. So he places this thing called H, which is a Hebrew letter. And he places this thing A, which is a Hebrew letter. He pronounces the H. It means blueprint. Blueprint. Blueprint of who? Blueprint of God. And A. He placed it, which means a left, the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which means spirit. You put a L on to it, and it means spirit of God. So he does two things to Abraham. He does two things to Abram to make him Abraham. First thing he does is he places the blueprint of God in it, the H. The next thing that he does is he places the Spirit of God in it. The A. You got it? Because some building is about to take place. Are you with the Holy Spirit? So, here's what God does. God takes and he calls Abraham. 
And Abraham's call involved separating himself first from his country. That's the first thing. He says, I want you to get thee out of thy country. Country there means world at large. First thing God tells Abraham, you got to come out the world, Abram. Same thing he's telling Abe, he's telling us. He said, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. But it's a very difficult thing to be in the world in a terrestrial body, but that which is inside of us is supposed to keep our affections on things above and not on things of the earth. You see the duality here? It's a dual thing here that's going on. And it's not always easy to keep your mind projected toward heaven, if you're real about it. But nevertheless, it's essential and it's required. Whether it's easy or not, hear me now, it's essential and it's required. For much is given, much is required. So God says to Abraham, I want you to get out of the world, that Lord. And he's saying to his church, come out of Babylon. Come out of the world. Come out of that religious system. And he then he says to Abraham, he says, not only that, but Abraham, Abram at that time, he says, I want you not only to come out of the world at large, but I want you to come out of, away from your kindred. Let's see what that word kindred means. That word kindred means familiar spirit. Now, what is a familiar spirit? Let's break it down. The Bible says that a familiar spirit, or the word means, it means someone who speaks idle, foolish, and irrelevant talk. Anybody ever run up on them kind of people? That's a familiar spirit. God said, get away from that kind of stuff. God even calls it abomination in the Old Testament. A familiar spirit. That's somebody that thinks they know you. Think they can just come up to you and dump anything on you. That's a familiar spirit. That's a spirit that's done got so familiar with you that it don't respect the God in you. So it thinks it can just say anything to you. You understand what I'm saying? But you got to straighten that. See, we got to learn how to straighten that familiar spirit. That foolish, idle talk. You know, the ones that come over in your house and talk about, they about God, but all the time they're trying to get you to do the things that they're doing. You know them kind. And women get seduced by these kind of spirits all the time because of them Jezebels that they call their friends. Well, child, I wouldn't do it. That's a familiar spirit. That's a spirit that thinks it knows you and dumps stuff in you. God is. But you've got to come to the realization and the understanding that your sanctuary ain't no garbage dump. And that means that you've got to deal with that idle, foolish, talking scoundrel that's coming to you like it's your friend. But it's coming to dump data into you and to collect data so it could go and dump you on somebody else. 
So you got to know what's going on with folk. He said, I want you to get away from them too now. That's what he said. I'm talking about, now these are respect if you want to be blessed. You got to hear God, and then we got to obey God. And that's one of the requirements. That's the second one. And the next thing that he tells us to do is that you're going to have to, in verse 1, Genesis 12, 1, is that you're going to have to get out of your father's house. Because your father's name is Terah. T-E-R-A-H. And it means in Hebrew, desert. Ain't nothing growing in no desert. So you got to get away from that. Three things he tell us to do. Get out of the world at large, get away from unfamiliar spirits, and come out of that desert place you're living in. You got it? Word of the Lord says, and then after you do that, I want you to go into the land which I'll show you. Because I can't show you where to go until you do that. The reason I can't show you where to go until you do that is because if you ain't done that yet, then you ain't going to listen to me no way. Amen. And I ain't going to waste my time showing, trying to show you anything greater than what you want to hold on to. And that's what he's telling us if we want to be blessed. So the word of God goes on here and it says, That Abraham's call involving himself or separating himself from his country, his people, and his household in order, listen to this, in order to become a stranger and a pilgrim on the earth. Now hold up. You're telling me to give up the world that I'm living in. You're telling me to leave those friends of mine who are familiar and I'm familiar with them. You're telling me to do that. And you're telling me to leave my father's house. The only thing that I know, but it ain't working, but it's all I know. And you're telling me to do all that to become a stranger and a pilgrim in the earth? Come on, God. You can't be real about this. Oh, yes, I am real about it. Because I'm going to show you where I want you to go. i got a better place for you. But you got to catch it by faith. Well, let's deal with this familiar spirit. Let's go over here to Leviticus 19.31. Leviticus. Leviticus 19.31. When we get there, please say amen. amen. Bible says, regard not them that what? Have what kind of spirit? Yes. What regard mean? Pay no attention to. He said, regard not. That means don't pay no attention to them. Neither seek them after who? Wizards. To be defiled by them. See, he puts that familiar spirit in the same category as a wizard. Wow. That's kind of ugly. He, he, he said, don't be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Well, let's go to one more scripture. Go to Deuteronomy 18. Deuteronomy 18. 
12 and 10. 18, Deuteronomy 18, I'm going to read 10 through 12. When we get there, please say He says here, there shall not be found among, somebody say us. Let's make it personal, because he say among you, right? He talk about us, ain't he? So let's just say us. He said, don't let it be found among you. See, it sounds better when I say us because then we're more accessible to it. See, because when we say you, you know, you, you, you might be one of them people or one of them wizards, and you might get a little caught up by it. So I'm learning how to be smoother to get the point across up here. You grow with age up here. You do. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or that uses divination, or an observer of time, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consultant with who? Uh-oh. Or a wizard, or a knuckler. Look here. You see what kind of company you're in if you are one of them familiar spirits, or you hanging around familiar spirits to talking this old crazy talk, this old idle talk, this old foolish talk. Child, I wouldn't have him no more. I'd throw him out. You know, all that old kind of, you gonna pay the bill? You gonna, oh, you, now you want me to be like you. I told y'all the other night, what's most important? To have the things that you want or to want the things that you have. A bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. Take what you got and work with it. That's what you do, right? What kind of company you put this in with it? For all, look here, verse 12, for all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God do drive them out before thee. See, that's what God will do to a wholesome church. See, we don't be realizing what God is doing sometimes. See, sometimes God will drive out that unhealthy, familiar spirit. You know that whispering in chapter. And we don't really know what it's doing, but because we're familiar with it. You know, we, we got a connection with that thing. We hate to see it go, but God said, you need that up out of here. How many times have we seen it happen? I'm going back here to get my rag. I'm going to still talk to you. How many times have God did that? But if we don't understand what God is doing, when he does it, then we're going to think that something is wrong with the way the church is run. When God is the one running it anyway. He's the one handling it. Didn't he say he'll drive it out before you? Didn't he just say that? <laughs> the word is going to draw you or drive you. It's going to do one of them. And if you ain't planted, you ain't going to stay here no way. Because it's going to get too hot. That's just the truth, right? 
You think that the man or the woman of God of any church going to stop preaching the word of God because people don't like it? Come on, man. That's why you got so many church hoppers there. I'm talking about you church hoppers out there in the world. Yeah, I'm talking about you because what you'll do is you'll come over here and you'll get mad at the preacher. And then after that, you'll come over here to another church and you'll bring that bag in this way. You know, I don't like what they're doing over there. It ain't going to be long before they do the same thing over here. And then they're going to go somewhere else and they're going to take that garbage, that baggage, and now they're going to bring it over here and they're going to do the same thing and they're going to go and they're going to do... It's a church hopper. A troublemaker. They'll never look at themselves. But they'll always blame leadership. They will. How many, how many of us know church offers? Everybody in here knows church offers. Why do they hop from church to church? Same way a whole hop from bed to bed. That's why. They can't be satisfied by nothing. So they would just for a minute, and then and that play out, and they, always, they always look for a new thrill. Amen. Amen. I put them all in the same category. A hopper is a hopper. So the only way you can make some understand what's going on is just tell it straight. Amen. And maybe somebody will hear it, and they'll realize I've been one of them. So maybe I better leave that alone and maybe I need to take a little more, a deeper look in this thing. So back over here in Genesis, after he said, I'm going to show you, mm -hmm. he said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you about being a pilgrim and a stranger in the earth. Hebrews 11, 13. Hebrews 11, 13. Hebrews 11, 13 says that these all died in faith. This is the hall of faith here, chapter 11 of uh, the book of Hebrews. They all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them from afar off. See, you got to have a vision. And were persuaded of them. And they embraced them. See, you got to embrace the vision. And confessed, uh-oh, that they were what? And what? You see, you can't see that. And embrace that unless you see the vision of what God is trying to show you. And the only way you can see the vision is that you got to turn three things to lose. By country, get out, get out your country, get away from the familiar spirits, that country, and get out of that desert place, your father's house. You got it? Got to do that now if you want to see what's going on with this. So, God said, he said, in Abraham, God was establishing the important principle that his people were to separate themselves from all that hinders his purpose for their lives. Very difficult at times, especially when you got things hanging on. Nobody ever said that it was going to be easy. Everybody in here struggled. So nobody said it was going to be easy, but we just said that it was going to be required. Amen. See, it's necessary. It's something. In other words, there's no negotiation yeah. with this. It is what it is. 
Moreover, Abraham's call not only involved not only an earthly land, but it also involved a heavenly land. His vision came to encompass an ultimate home, no longer on earth, but in heaven. And a city whose architect and builder was God himself. Abraham henceforth desired and sought a heavenly country where he would live forever with his God in righteousness, joy, and peace. Hebrews 11, verse 8 through 16 talks about that. Hebrews 11. I'm going to just read it for the sake of time. 8 through 16. This is what it says. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance. He obeyed. And he went out. And he didn't even know where he was going. But he obeyed. And by faith he sojourned in the land of promise. As in a strange country. Because every time God takes you to another dimension in him. That's a place where you're going to have to sojourn and You're going to have to learn it. It's going to be a strange place for you. And that's what he was doing here. He sojourned in the land as in a strange company, dwelling in tabernacles, these tabernacles right here, with Isaac, which is joy, and who we supposed to dwell with joy in here, and with Jacob, which is the transition of the mind. Our minds are supposed to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be ye renewed in the spirit of your mind. Which are the hires with him of the same promise. See, joy and your mind are heirs to God. That's why he said, be ye renewed in the spirit of your mind. Because your mind is spirit. Your mind ain't your brain. Your brain is a tangible vehicle that your mind works through. Just like your body, your tabernacle, your physical tabernacle, is just a vehicle that the spirit works through. You understand what I'm saying here? Your brain ain't nothing but a, a mass of flesh that's had all these electrical electrodes in it. Spirit is electricity. He said, be ye renewed in the spirit of your mind. Joy. And the spirit of your mind is an heir. Abraham. Without a doubt. Verse 10 says, For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. That's why he says, Set your affection on things above. You got to look for that city that's above and not on things of the earth. Through faith also, Sarah herself. Received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised that were Sarah there. Means dominion. Dominion. When you put the H on it, it turns into princess. Each time you add another letter from the Hebrew alphabet, it changes the scenario. Didn't God say in the book of, well, we'll get to that in a minute. 
I don't want to get ahead of myself. Therefore, verse 12 says, Spring there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude. And that's the same thing that he was worshiping. God turned his seed into. And as the sands which is by the sea, sure innumerable. But they all died in faith, these did, not having received the promise, but having seen them from afar off, said that they embraced them, persuaded of them, embraced them, and confessed. They were strangers and pilgrims of the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from which they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. In other words, when God called us out of that place, if we still mindful of that place where we left from, we always got ample opportunity to go back to it. But see, what it's saying here is that Abraham, when he called him out, he didn't leave no room for where he came from. That's what caused him not to be pulled back to it. So Abraham, he forgot those things that were behind him. And he pressed on for those things that were before him. That's what he did, just like Paul said. This one thing I know. But verse 16 says, But now mm -hmm, desire a better country that is what? Heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, and he hath prepared for them a city. Verse 15 talks about that city. He looked for another country. He looked for another country, another city, another encounter with God. Now let's go back. It says that the call of Abraham contained not only promises, but also obligations, did it not? God required obedience from Abraham and personal commitment to him as Lord in order to receive what was promised. Obedience and commitment entailed trusting God's word, even when fulfillment of the promise appeared humanly impossible. We walk by faith and not by what? Can't go by what we see. We'll falter if we go by what we see because it don't always look like what God said it's going to be. Now does it? That thing can get tight sometimes, can't it? It ain't always roses now, is it? And you start saying to yourself, God, did you really? Did I really hear you? Yeah, you heard me. Just wait it out a while. It'll be all. Just wait it out a while. If you speak something and then you're laying down at night and say, Lord, I sure hope that was you speaking. You say, just wait a while. Don't worry about it. You spoke it. It's in the atmosphere. I ran it through you. Don't worry about it. It's done. Just sit back and rest. Keep your ears open for what else I got to tell you. Because you done already said that, what I told you. So you've been obedient, you know. So don't worry about it. Bible says, all who possess the faith like Abraham are children of Abraham. You'll find that in Galatians 3, 7. And are blessed along with him. You'll find that in Galatians 3, 9. Now let's break down the word of God. He said, Abraham, Genesis 12, verse 2. He said, Abraham, the hit. Verse 2, he said, I'm going to make ye 
thee a great nation, which means a great massing. Is not the body of Christ a great mass? I'm going to do that. And I'm going to bless thee, and I'm going to make thy name great, that thou shalt be a what? Blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and I'm going to curse him that curse thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. All that are in the circle and the land of faith. And what he's talking about here now. He ain't talking about that just, just anything now. He say, in thee all the families of the earth. Who family? His family. Those that come by way of faith through Jesus Christ. So Abraham departed, verse 4, as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him. My God. Didn't God say, get thee out of thy country and leave your kin people, leave that which you're familiar with, and get out your father's house? Well, here come Lot with him. First mistake. You got to catch up with you later. Hear me now. See, when God speaks to you over here and you still got some things attached to you, I'm guilty. He'll move and you'll be moving in God. But see, you brought some things with you that you supposed to left behind that you shouldn't have been mindful of anymore now. And in a minute, that thing will catch up to you. You'll see where Lot going to cause some problems for Abraham. If you go on and you read, I'm not going to give it to you, but it's in the book. Or you read something. Well, you read something. Let God talk to you one-on-one. Lot went with him. Mm-hmm. And Abram was seventy. Five years old, 70, 7 plus 5 equals 12. It was God's divine purpose in man that Abraham do what he did by faith. When you count 75, you count 7 plus 5. That's how you count the numbers. And it comes up with 12. And 12 means divine purpose of God in man. It was God's divine purpose. So you can take the number. That's why they got the book of numbers. Because you can take numbers, like I told y'all before, and break down the whole spiritual Bible. I said spiritual Bible. You can break it down with just numbers. Why do you think they got them numbers up in there? Just for nothing? And certain numbers just keep showing up, like 40, like 12, like 1, you know, like 3, like 7. Them numbers got something to them. And we studied them all. Says here in verse 4 that Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of where? Haran. Now Haran was Abraham's brother. And the word Haran means parched. Sound like desert to you? His daddy was desert. He's parched. <laughs> you, see, you, you understand what I'm saying? Abraham had to leave that parched place that he was in. He left where? Out of where? Haran. Which is parched. That parched land that he was in. See, you got to leave out of that. Y'all know what a parched land is. Y'all know that old desert land we be living in sometimes. 
Ain't nothing going on. And then when something do go on, we ain't even got sense enough to see it going on. So it's strange how we as human beings, we can be doing good and we strap. It's strange. Human beings are strange. I'm guilty. Strap on a hand grenade and pull a, the, 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 just can't blow up yourself. Be doing good. Oh, y'all don't want to talk to the old man today, do you? Like y'all all that. Everybody in here got a closet with some grenades in it. And have pulled them before. And every once in a while, you'll go to that closet and pull one. Boom. You get depressed? Yeah, you will now. Yeah, you will now. Things don't go right. You'll go to your arsenal and blow yourself up. And then somebody else got to nurse you back to hell. Because you're looking all crazy. Now everybody in here been through it. That's why the church is a hospital. Sick folk come here. If you ain't sick, you don't need us. Huh? Jesus says sick man don't, I mean a whole man don't need a physician. That's the word of Jesus. So if you got it like that, then you're in the wrong place. You see, if you got it like that. But if you don't have it like that, then you're in the right place this moment. Amen? Mm-hmm. Verse 5 said, And Abraham took Sarah, which means dominity. That word dominity. Sarah, if you go over here in the book of, 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 of uh, uh, Genesis 1.26, where God made man, God said, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and have dominion. Dominion. Sarah is the inner reality. That's Abraham's wife. Inside of us, God has placed spiritual dominion. You got to carry that with you. Do you understand? He took his wife with him. Never go, never leave home without your spiritual connection with God. Okay? So Abram took Sarah, his wife, but he took Lot, his brother's son, too. Now his brother's son was parched. His brother was parched. So what you think the sun is, which is the building? What's going to be built out of a desert and a parched land? Huh? But you're taking it with you. But God told you not to, didn't he? And he took all that stuff that they had gathered and the soul that they had gotten where? He told him to leave that behind. Why are you going to take stuff that come out the desert with you to a place of water. Huh? As if the place of water is not going to be sufficient for you. Wherever there's water, there's life. Right? So why are you going to take something dead? He said, leave it. Didn't he say it? Get out the country. Get, out, get away from them kindred. And get out your father's house. He said, get away from that. But certain things, see, we take with us, don't we? Let's bring it down to us now. Let's, yeah. Let's look at us. We looked at Abram long enough. Now let's look at us. So we take some things with us, don't we? And when we take these things with us, I tell you now, it'll catch up with us. It'll walk us down. Oh, yeah, it will, too. It'll walk you down. If you're carrying it, it'll walk you down. You might go a few months. You might go a few years. But if that thing is still there, it'll walk you down. I'm guilty. I don't know about you. 
but I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. I'm not just here to be reading a book, but I'm talking from this book from experience. I believe that makes me qualified. I believe it does. I'm still living, still standing. If it had killed me, then that'd have been a different story. But he didn't make it. He gone to hell. But see, God, the grace of God. God's grace is something else now. I wake up every morning and I post something on Facebook that goes out into the world. Some folks get hot. I go on credit mail. I see what folks don't believe in everything else. That's all right. You ain't got to believe it. I put a comment on there. You don't have to. That's the problem. You don't believe it. Well, I don't believe that. Well, that's the problem. You don't believe You the problem. You the whole problem. You don't believe You just said what the problem is. I don't believe that. You just said what the problem is. The problem ain't belief. The problem is you not believing. That's what the problem is. And I just keep on throwing it out there because it's a big world out there. And let me tell you something. For everyone that won't, there are many of them that will. See, that's what, that's what you got to come to understanding. That's, you got to come to grips with that. Because unfamiliar spirits, when you feel rejected by them, see, they'll make you zero on them like they the whole world, won't they? When them jokers ain't got a pot, then you know what is. You got the whole world out there, and you got somebody need to hear what God is saying to you. And you locked in on a familiar spirit. Oh, please. Your mind, don't let your mind be that small. Amen. The world is our home. Right. We, you, know, you know, the Bible says that I will give you the heathen as an inheritance. Chapter 2, two eight, I believe, of uh, Psalms. He said, I'll give you the heathen as an inheritance, bro. <laughs> I like that. Let's get on down to it. Bible also says that, and they went, I'm in the middle part of verse 5, Genesis 20. And they went forth to go into a, the land of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan they came. Canaan means the land where we bow down to God. Canaan means bow down. Canaan is the land where we bow down to God. But he took some things with him that he should not have, right? Remember now, they're going to catch him. Verse 6 says, And Abram, now he's still Abram, he's the father of Titus. And Abram passed through. Now here's where, I want you to pay close attention to what God is going to do for you in your life. In my life, when we obey him. He's already proved it many times. But I'm also showing you where we kill ourselves at. Get down here. Teach you a little bit now. All right, look at verse 6. He says, And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Sikkim. Sikkim means an elevated ridge, okay? Y'all got that? That means that they're a little bit higher now, right? He's higher than where he walked. See, see when he obeyed, and he left that place, and he started walking toward where God was telling him to go. Mm -hmm. After he got into the land of Canaan, in other words, when he began to bow down and humble himself to God, then God began to do what? Raise him up. Is it not written, if you humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, he will lift you up? Is it not written? 
So the first thing that he does, he takes him to an elevated ridge. And on that elevated ridge, he comes into the plain of moray, which means he comes into the early rains. Now, water always represents blessings. See, the first thing God does is God starts giving you the early blessings. When, yeah. That's the first thing he did. Just as soon as you come out of that place, God raises you up. He blesses you just like that. Does he not? Amen. Say amen to the truth. Amen. Here's the problem. We usually kill ourselves right there. The early rain. We don't realize that there's a latter rain too. Oh boy. And it's stronger. There it is, bro. It's monsoon. Now, Ezekiel 34, 26 says, I'm going to make them and those that are about my hill a blessing. And they should be blessings of showers. You see. Say the rain's going to come in this season, and it's going to be blessings of showers. Or showers of blessings is what it says. It, it correlates blessings with rain, water. You understand what I'm saying? So in the early rain, you begin to be blessed by God, right? But a lot of us think that the early rain is the latter rain. So we kill ourselves. We make that mistake. That's when we go and we get a hand grenade. And we pull a pin. And don't, and don't throw the, you know, we hold to our chest. Mm-hmm. We do that. We do that. Ain't no need you lying. God knows us better than yeah, he does. He knows and I told you, this hospital, we're going to get well up in here. But it's going to take this to do it. Yeah. It ain't going to take us judging each other, hurting each other. It's going to take this. Loving each other with it. Mm -hmm. That's what it's going to take. So, look what he does. Verse 7 says, after the early rain now, look what happened. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, unto thy seed, that word seed there means sowing time. When you start getting blessed to God, you better get to someone. All right, now, look what it, look what it says here. I looked up that word sow, seed, and it says sowing time. He said, unto thy seed. Uh-oh, that's your soul. That's the seed that you're sowing. Unto that, he said, will I give this land? And there built an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. See, you got to build, every time God moves you to another place, you got to make another sacrifice. You got to build an altar. That word altar means to build a place of sacrifice. In other words, the more God bless you, the greater much is given, much is required. Every, every time God do something for you in your life, you got to build an altar there. Because he, he's raising you up. You see? You got to sow into it. That's what he's saying. When I look that word up, it says sowing time. And the Bible says in, wait, Genesis, what, 22.8 or 8.22, one or the other, it says that as long as the earth remains, there's going to be seed time and harvest. As long as it remains. Eight twenty-two. While the earth remains, seed time harvest. Sowing time. See, it's sowing time. If you be, if you ask that, if God is blessing you, it's sowing time. 
Because that's what's going to get you to the next level in him. I'm going to prove it to you in the word. See, I'm going to be blessed. I don't know about nobody else, but I'm going to go into a large body of blessing. I don't know about nobody else. I don't see it. I don't know how it's coming. All I know by faith, I'm going through it. And I'm going to get what God's got for me. And ain't nobody going to get in the way of it. Care what somebody else believes. You don't want it, you ain't got to take it. But I'm getting mine. Like Jim said, I'm rich. And ain't no devil in hell going to steal it from me. Never again. You stomp your toe, you get up. You get up. Well, I told you, despair, sadness, is the product that fertilizes disease in us and causes us not to prosper. That's what does it. See, devil want to take us and burden us down. That's why Jesus said, look here, I'm going to trade you beauty for ashes. The oil of gladness for mourning. To go on to praise for the spirit of heaviness. See, I'm going to change all of this in you. And then I'm going to plant you as a tree of righteousness that's planted by the Lord to give glory unto his holy name. The book of Isaiah. That's what I'm going to do to you. After the early rains, after he sows in it, see? See, because God is showing him something, see, that he didn't see before. Okay, this thing ain't working. So he goes, he sows. And look what happened. And he removed from thence, verse 8, y'all there? Genesis 12, verse 8. And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east. Of Bethel. East means within. Bethel is the house of the Lord, a house of God. See, Beth in Hebrew, that's the second alphabet of the Hebrew uh, 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 alphabet. They got 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. Beth is a, it looks like a B. It's called Beth. And, 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 and what it does, and, and actually it's written in Hebrew, it's like zoop, zoop, zoop. You know, that's how it looks. It looks like a, just like that. Now, that word means house. But when you put that E-L on it, it's spelled Beth, B-E-T-A. But you see Bethel here? Remember I told y'all when you put E-L, E-L means God. When you put E-L on any of that stuff, it brings God in the picture. So Beth-El now, instead of it just being Beth, which is house, now it's Beth-El, which is the house of God. You understand what I'm saying? Now, look what happened. And you can do that with any of them. Put the E-L on any of the alphabets in the Hebrew language, and it turns it in, God comes into play. Like Aleph, Aleph means, the word Aleph, that's the first, it's A. It means Aleph, it means spirit. But when you put Aleph-L, put that E-L on it, it comes into spirit of God. You understand? When you put, like on He, when you put He-L, that H, remember that H? Which meant blueprint? When you put H-E and then you put the E-L on it, it becomes the blueprint of God. Okay? That's how that thing works. So, what happens is, is that, and he removed from thence unto a mountain. He ain't on a ridge no more. Y'all see that, don't you? How did he get on the mountain? Sowing time. 
You see it, don't you? You look, church. Sow and move on. Don't be waiting there for it to grow. God got that. Move on. He sold. He didn't stay back there on that bridge. He sold. Left. That'll take care of itself. So he goes to this mountain now, see? Because he doesn't, see, after you done maxed out and did what you're supposed to do there, now it's time for you to move on. So once you move on, now you're on a higher level. See, HOD is on a higher level now. When were we were three months ago? Don't, you look, if you're looking at it like this, you're wrong. You got to look at it in the Word. We're out there, y'all. Strong. And we're going to get stronger. But see, now he's taking us up on that mountain. Because see, we done maxed out over here. See, see we ain't got time to worry about uh, 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 folk might show, might not show all that. We, we don't have time for that no more. See, we're beyond that now. See, it's a dying world out there. And he told us to go ye into the world, and that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're out there. You see. And we ain't killing ourselves to do it. Technology is beautiful. Don't y'all love technology? Ain't technology wonderful? Man, learn how to use that stuff, boy. It'll make you reach way up. You know, you, we've been reaching aliens in a little while. Soon they get satellites up. We'll get them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, huh? <laughs> yeah. Now. So, he, he removes, if y'all want to uh, deal with uh, 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 2 Corinthians, it's a familiar uh, uh, scripture, 2 Corinthians 19, you can just write it down where he that ministers see to the soul also ministers both uh, food uh, for, for, for your, and seed for your, uh, food for your, let me read it. I, wanna, I don't want to mess that up because it's, it's important. I get a little tongue tied up here because I get a little excited. Every once in a while I get excited too. It said, he that, verse 10, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 10, it said, he now, right now, he that ministers seed to the sower, both ministers bread for your food, and multiply your seed, done what? Song. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 10. See, we're going back to that sowing time. He said, he'll multiply. Right? So, now that the seed has been multiplied, you got to go to a larger place to sow it. You can't sow it at the little ridge no more. You understand what I'm saying? There? See, you can't sow it there no more. Now God got to move you, yeah, to a bigger field. So He takes Him. Did y'all get that? Second Corinthians nine verse ten. Y'all understand it? Everybody understand it? Okay. Now let's go back to Genesis chapter eight. I mean, not chapter 8, but uh, chapter 12, verse 8. Are we there? And he removed from thence unto a mountain. We talked about that. On the east of Bethel, house of God. He moved to a high place within himself, right? Everybody with me? Okay. And pitched his tent. The tent represents your mind. See, Jesus, the word of God says in Isaiah 26, verse 3, that he that keeps his mind stayed on me, I will keep in perfect peace. See, when God places you, places up, in that mountainous place, where that, he wants us to pitch our tent there. In other words, he wants us to place our mind in that high place. 
set your affections where? On things where? Not on things of earth. The mountain is up. Right. You, you, you see how it all correlates. So, once he takes us to that high place, he wants us to stay there. He wants us. He don't want us to, to move. He wants us to hang there. So, he pitches his tent there, the Bible says. Having Bethel, which is the house of God, look where it is, on the west. You know what the west means? It means to break forth into a large body of water. My God. Water represents blessing. Remember, you done maxed out. More seed done been given to you. Because he adds increase, he adds the seeds that are sown. As you sow, more seed are sown to you. Not only for your food to keep you going, but for others too. You know, where you're sowing more now. Now, you're in a bigger place. You're in a large body of water now, right? He pitched his tent on the mountain, and guess what God did? God opened up the windows of heaven for him. He flooded him, right? He flooded him. He got all these seeds, he's being flooded. Because like I told you, a blessing ain't a blessing unless it's overflow and super overflow. That's the only time it's a blessing. The rest of it is just a harvest or just God just praying out heaven, mercy on you. But a blessing ain't that you can pay your light bill. Don't you mix it. Oh, no, 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 no. You got blessing all messed up. You can't bring God down like that. Talking about God bless me with a new car. Is that all? That ain't no blessing. That's just your harvest. Or just God having mercy on you. Now, when you talk about a blessing, you're talking about overflow. My cup runs over. You're talking about being able to just, like when we opened that warehouse up. You know how we used to have them 30 and 40 cars? Y'all remember? Yeah. Where they at? I bet you some of them been hungry since then. Mm-hmm. I bet you a whole bunch of them hate they left HOD, but what it is is pride won't let them come back. But I bet you, <laughs> you see, but we still going on. You can't stop God. And we better now than we ever been. Praise God. Better now than we ever been. So, so now God done took us into this mountainous place. Now, we done pitched our tent in him, and now what he done, he done opened up the windows of heaven, and we don't even know how to contain what we got. We just all screwed up. We so blessed. You know, we messed up inside, you know, like, Lord. You know. So, and, and, and having Bethel on the west, which means that we're in that large body of blessings down there, large body of water. And Hai on the east, meaning Hai means that he done overturned some things inside of us that need to be overturned. See, that's what happens when we go up on that mountaintop. See, God overturns some things in us. You understand? See, 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 see. Bethel is on the west now. The house of God is in a large body of water now, being blessed big time. And Hai is on the east, which means that he don't overturn some things inside of you because east means within. You see what he's doing? He's dealing with you. He's changing things up in us, see? Because he's trying to prepare us, not for where we left from, but for where he got us going. Amen? Amen? You got it? All right, watch go. All right. Then he says, and there he built an altar. See that? So in time again, he built that altar, place of sacrifice. 
Hey, what do you think? You got to build that altar. And he called upon the name of the Lord. But here's where Lot begins to catch up with it. Look at verse 9. God didn't tell him to move. But look at verse 9 now. And Abram journeyed, going on keyword still. Keyword still. Going south. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah. Remember old Lot named back here? Old self, old calm self, more things in the world that you like, that we took with us when we supposed not took. Remember? More parched things from that land. Okay, we need to catch up now, see. God got us over here. He got us wide open being blessed. I'm talking about awesome. I've been there, I know. I'm just telling you about experience, that's all. You're being blessed enormously, incredibly. But now, you want to move some more. Instead of keeping your butt right there where you pitched the tent right. You're in the Lord's body of water. Now, you're in the mountaintop. Jesus, you're on Mount Zion. Where else is it to go? Except down. So, Abram, now what he does is he continues to journey south. Ain't going to be much longer. Give me about ten minutes. He continues to journey south. And look at verse 10 over there. And there was a what? And Abram went where? Somebody say down. Uh Uh-oh. Thought he was on the mountaintop. What are you doing going down? You see? See, you can be up one day and then mess it all up and down. Do you hear me, church? If God is blessing us, we need to hold on to our integrity. I'm talking to me too. We need to hold on to our integrity about this thing when God is blessing us. We need to sit our old crazy self down. You know what old self want to act a fool? <laughs> yeah. Because old self will have you crazy. Have you messed up? Have you eaten chicken feet instead of chicken breast? And I ain't got no teeth. No, I'm in trouble. Okay. Ain't looking at no woman. Verse 10 said, and there was a family in the land. Because he, he kept journeying south. See, he was out of large body of water. When you go south, it get hotter. Don't it? I tell you what. You leave here and go to South America. Just keep going down. And you'll see it getting hotter and hotter because you're getting closer and closer to the equator. Go ahead. Burn you up. So he goes down and, and he went down into Egypt. He went right back to the world. He told him to get out of that country. And he not only that, but he sojourned there every once in a while. We go down there and get our head tore off, don't we? I can't hear no amen. Nobody won't talk to me. Get that old head tore up. I know. Then you have to sit there. 
a rough sitting there in your misery trying to figure out what's going on. I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. And it didn't have to be that way. And guess what? It don't have to stay that way. All you need to do is get up. You get on up. And don't do it no more. Tell your tell self, self, go to hell. Because self ain't nothing but a demon. An alcohol self. That's all self is. Self ain't nothing but a demon from hell. Self. Same thing that got Lucifer. Amen. The five eyes. Amen. So, mm-hmm. Says here, he went down to Egypt to sojourn there, and now the famine was what kind of grievous in the land. But now let's go over here to Genesis 26. Because Isaac had a son, I mean, uh, 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 Abraham had a son named Isaac, which means joy. Now watch this. Watch the contrast here. Watch what God's trying to tell. 26. I'm going to read verse 26, 1 and 2, 6 and 12. Verse 1 and 2, 6 and 12. When you get there, please say amen. amen. Just give me, a, give, give, me, give me about five more minutes, seven at the most, and I'll try to, try to have this out of your way because I don't want to overdo, but I do want you to have this. You need it. We all do. Are we there? Everybody there? Really need you to see it. Genesis 26, verse 1, 2, 6, and 12. Are we there? Amen? All right, look at the word. And that was a what? Where? Mm, Besides the first famine that was in the days of who? Remember Abraham? Went down to Egypt. Famine in the land. And he kept going down, didn't he? Alright, same kind of famine. Same kind is in the land again, okay? Now, Isaac, which means joy, is being faced with this famine. Has anybody's joy ever been faced with a famine in their life? Here it is. Here it is. Your joy, right now, some of us, Right now, our joy is being faced with a famine. Whether it's a self-inflicted famine, like Abraham called upon himself, because did nobody tell him to go down there. He was at a place where the water was. But whether it's self-inflicted or whether it's from circumstances outside of your realm, it doesn't matter. A famine is a famine. That's the point. I don't care about who fault it is. We just want to get it correct. We want well, it's the family not to be the family no more, but we want to see a produce, a crop grow. You understand? That's all we're interested in. We're not interested in how it happened, who fault it is. Forget that. It don't make no difference. Forget that. All we want to do, we want to get it correct. That's all we're concerned about. Ain't concerned about nothing else. Don't want to hear nothing else about who don't want to hear. Now, that was famine. Same like within the days of Abraham. And look what Isaac done. Isaac 
which is our joy, went unto Abimelech, which is royal refuge. Alright? The word Abimelech means royal refuge when you search it out for a little. He's the king of the Philistine. Philistine means those that roll in the dust. That's the calm. See, sometimes we find, try to find our joy and our royal refuge in things of carnality. And they wind up hurting us every time. Do they not? Amen? I can't get no amen? It is. Our joy goes seeking after things of the world, thinking that's going to make us happy. And we get tore off every time. And that which we go at is of the devil because all the devil wants to do is steal, kill, and destroy, and then he'll leave you strength. So, here it is, it's this word here says that he goes looking for royal refuge from the king of the Philistines. Unto a place called Jeruel. Now let's look at Jeruel. Jeruel means to ruminate. The word ruminate means to think over for a long time. See, a lot of time we ponder what we're going to do for a long time before we do it. See, a famine was in the land of Isaac's joy. Just like a famine comes in on us sometimes trying to take our joy and get our joy to go into a place where it don't need to be. So what happens is, is Isaac's sitting here, just like we do, we're pondering that thing. Because in all actuality, we want to be joyous. So he's pondering. For a long time, he's ruminating. Gerard means to ponder this thing, to ruminate for a long time. Over and over and over in your head. But after you consider it for a long enough season, and you don't move on it, notice here in verse 2 says that, and the Lord appeared unto him and said, don't you go down to Egypt. Oh. God, once again, boy, I tell you, he's a poet. Once again, you sitting there, he just poetically steps out of heaven on you, out of a cloud, and he speaks to you. And he said, don't you go down to Egypt like your daddy. Don't you make the same mistake that you made before. Don't you do it? He speaks to our joy because, look here, let me tell you something. Abraham means faith. Now your faith can be tampered with and you can get back. Your faith can go into a family place and you get back because we see where Abraham, he got back. He went back to Bethel, set that altar up where he left from. And he stayed there too. <laughs> but Nehemiah 18 said, The joy of the Lord is your strength. See, 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 you, we can't afford to temper with our joy. Whoa. Whoa now. 
So God steps in. Hold it. You don't do that joy. Because let me tell you something. When your joy is gone, you hurt. Now faith is one thing, but joy is another. That's your strength, man. God Almighty. Boy, talk about a whooping. Take joy out your life. Talk about a whooping. See, you can ride on somebody else's faith. You can't ride on somebody else's joy. You better hear what I'm saying up in here. Shoot, you can't ride that. You got to ride in that car alone. See, see, I know that you can ride on somebody else's faith because I'm so blue that had that man and put him down that was on that bed. See, see, they, they were, that man was riding on their faith to get him in there. You got to ride in that car alone with Joe. So he steps in on Isaac. He said, Isaac, he said, don't you go down there. But he said, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. God comes in. And Isaac dwell where? Verse 6. Where did he dwell? Gerard. He dwelt right there in that place where he was pondering for a long time. He dwelt right there in that place where he was ruminating for a long time. He dwelt right there in that place where he was considering doing something, but he didn't do it. He waited on God to speak to him. He dwelt there. He dwelt right there. Because he figured, okay, if I heard God one time now, I can hear him again. And if I hear him again, I know he's going to show me what I need to do and how I need to do it. So he takes it and close. He takes it. In verse 12, look what he does. After he dwelt there in Gerard, verse 12 says, Then Isaac did what? So. What did he sow? In that land where he was considering, in that land where he was ruminating, in that land where there was a famine. Right? That's where he dwelt. That's where he sowed. The best time to sow is when you be still and know that I'm God, regardless of what the situation is, sowing God. And watch what he does. So he takes, he takes this thing, and God, the word of God says here that when he sowed in that land, Isaac, joy, then received in the same year a hundredfold. That word hundredfold there means that everything in your life that was tore up has now been built back up all at once, all around. Everything. Everything. Not only did he receive in the same year a hundredfold, he received his harvest. Because his harvest, remember, was on that mountain where he was in that large body of water. That was, Abraham, that, 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 that was the harvest, you see. Once he got there and got in that large body of water, it became a blessing. See, first God gave him his harvest, the hundredfold. He reconstructed everything back to where it's supposed to be. Now look what the word says. 
after the hundredfold, after everything has been harvested back in your life, then look what God said he did. And the Lord did what? There's two parts. He established him back first, then he blessed him. He established him back first, then he blessed him. But when he was getting ready to make a fatal mistake like his daddy, you know, when we get ready to do what we did before, God steps on the scene and puts a halt in it. Don't you go there no more. Don't you go down there no more. Don't you do like your daddy did. Because I got something better for you. All you got to do is hang in there with me. Regardless of what you feel like, regardless of what it look like, if you hang with me, it won't be long before I let you and make you feel better about everything. If you just trust me. But I got to send you through some stuff so that you'll know what to touch and what not to touch, what to do and what not to do. You understand what I'm saying? I got to do this for you where that you can learn what is about me and what isn't about me. I got to do this. I got to let you go through this so that you can understand that I'm not to be played with and I'm certainly not to be tampered with. But I can do what I want to to you. I can either let you live or I can kill you. I can do what I want to do to you. But I choose to let you live. And on that note, let's stand and give God some praise. Did y'all come on. Amen.